You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast with Nick Cavins, powered by BetUS, 879-BETUS or BetUS.com. Oh boy, so I don't know how many of us expected this to happen, but Cam Newton is not only not starting for the New England Patriots, but Cam has been cut this morning. Breaking news, Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast with Nick Cattles will all over this bad boy. Greg, just your initial reaction. Were you shocked? Were you stunned? Were you surprised or none of the above? Uh, I would say I would say none of the above. I mean, I thought this was um, in the realm of possibilities when you talked about possible outcomes. Now, was it the most likely outcome? Probably not when you looked at, um, you know, everything. But I did think that I really did think about and all the chatter that was going on this summer with the training camp and is there really a competition? And, you know, there's some um, reporters out there who really don't look very good um, at this point in time with um, their assessment of what was going on on the field. Um, I always thought that in my mind, watching the way that it was working was that I don't think that Bill was really, and part of it has to go with how things have changed in training camps now and how the practices are structured and how you can't do certain things for a while. And I really thought watching the practices, I thought that basically Bill Belichick was just trying to educate his team through the final preseason game. And it was all about education and getting everybody to a certain level. And certainly Mac Jones was on a fast track and they were trying to throw as much at him as possible. But I always thought once they got done, in my opinion, once they got done with the final preseason game, that's when they were going to make decisions. I don't think they, I don't think that the staff had any real discussions about Mac versus Cam until uh, yesterday, quite honestly. And so for us to be out there sort of predicting what was going to happen, I thought was, you know, kind of fruitless because I, I didn't think the Patriots knew what they were going to do. And I thought that they would get in a room on Monday and they would talk it out and talk through different scenarios. How do we want to do things? And, you know, at the end of the day, I thought that, and, and listeners to this podcast definitely know. And by the way, our podcast is now brought to you by BetUS again, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But I think that anybody who has listened to this podcast or read bostonsportsjournal.com knows that I think this was the just result, that I thought that Mac Jones clearly won this job this summer. 
with his upside in the passing offense, what he can do at the line of scrimmage. I mean, he might not be there right now, but give him two weeks for the Dolphins, and and they'll put in some things that Mac Jones will make some adjustments to at the line that I don't think Cam Newton was ever going to be able to do. And for the you know those reasons and more, I thought that this was just the, the just result. And I give Bill Belichick credit for making that decision, not waiting. The easy decision, Nick, would have been to, hey, Cam's our starter. Mac, it's, your time is coming. I can't tell you when, but it's yep. coming. But yep. this is the way I need to do things. And I don't think anybody would have had a problem. And I think, you know, Nick, I think that Bill Belichick is putting himself out there with, with Mac physically. That if something happens to him physically, he's he it's going to be open to be second-guessed on whether he should have gone that route just for that reason. And so I give credit, I give Belichick credit, but I do think, as we said, anybody who knew anything about football, if they watched all summer, Mac Jones was the quarterback for this team. What do you make of the timing? Like, yeah, they got together yesterday. They likely didn't have many of these in-depth conversations about the quarterback position, Mac versus Cam, until then. But it is kind of interesting. Today was the day, right? Cut down day. Belichick did not waste any time whatsoever. Could have been telling that Cam Newton and Mac were both not on WEEI yesterday. Instead, it was Brian Hoyer who drew the assignment. That might have been an indication as to they might have been thinking about something. But what do you make of the timing? Today being the day, not waiting any longer, saying, nope, this is it. Cam's done. We're cutting him. We're moving on. This is Mac's team. Yeah, well, a couple things on that. I'm not... And as far as the information I have right now, I, I don't have a definitive answer on whether Cam was told he was going to be released or that was a decision that both sides came to right. once once Cam was told the, the news that Mac was going to be the starter. So I think that's a big piece of the puzzle that we don't know. I, I think agree. that the timing of it, I the timing of it leads you to believe that there was there were coaches meeting. They made a decision. They went to both quarterbacks, and Bill had a meeting with Cam, and for whatever reason, decided that it was best to release Cam. And I think, I think that that needed to be decided if they were going to go with Mac. That needed to be communicated like ASAP because of the fifty-three man roster deadline today at four p.m. And so they needed to see: Is Cam going to be okay with this? Is Cam going to be okay being the backup? Um, is that even an option for us? I don't know whether that was an option. Bill might just have said, uh, look, they, they've reached the decision. It's going to be Mac Jones. Cam really doesn't fit with that offense, so let's just move along. It could cause uh, bigger issues down the road. So we're just going to release Cam um, right now and go with Brian Hoyer, and maybe they'll look for somebody else to bring in uh, to complete the room. But Nick, one aside, I just think it I think it's hilarious that, you know, according to my Twitter feed the past couple of days, Bill Belichick's decision here makes him a racist, apparently, because hey. that's all I was getting the past couple of days when I suggested that the room that I wanted was from the get go. And we even talked about it this summer was Mac Jones, Gardner Minshew and Brian Hoyer. And yeah. all I heard was how much of a racist I was for for suggesting an all white quarterback room. So I just, I just had to toss that in. Yeah. I'm not going to jump down that rabbit hole. Let's instead look <laughs> at, you know, the, the idea of cam, you know, handling QB two, as they say now, first of all, I, I want to give credit to cam where credit is due. 
I thought he had been a tremendous teammate, even to Mac Jones, even going back to Sunday. You saw the video where he chased him down and gave him the five after the touchdown pass. I thought Cam handled himself as professionally as he could throughout this entire process over the last year plus. But don't get it twisted. Cam is a former MVP. Cam is a very confident guy with a gigantic ego like almost all professional athletes are. You can go back to the Brandon Marshall podcast that he did, and he said recently, you know, I'm not, I'm not uh, one of the top 32 quarterbacks. Of course I am. I'm one of the best 32 quarterbacks in the NFL. So it's not outrageous to think that Belichick approached Cam and said, we're going with Mac. And Cam said, cut me. Let me go. Let me find another team. I think I'm one of the best 32 quarterbacks in this league. If I couldn't prove it here in New England, let me prove it elsewhere. With all of Maybe, that. But don't you think, don't you think he's a little bit of a fraud though? If, if he did say that from all the, all the stuff that he talked about, and even the, even this pre, I remember I think it was after the first preseason game, he talked about how we're going to have to be there together for each other uh, all season long. And then what you know what that only means they're only going to be there for each other when Cam Newton's a starter, but not when Mac Jones. I well, mean, man, handling yourself professionally doesn't mean that you're always being honest, right? I mean, let, let, let's look at how things are run in New England. I think Cam did a lot of what New England wanted Cam to do when it came to talking to the media. And Cam obviously said all the right things at the beginning, but when you're put in that moment, that's when you've got to say, okay, well, yeah, it's great to be a good teammate, but damn it, I still feel like I can start. And if you're Cam, you look back at it and you say, I mean, even Belichick this morning, and, and maybe it was trying to give a little bit of fluff to Cam on his way out, but even Bill said this morning, well, he was better this time around than last year. He had improved. Yep. So if you're Cam and you look at it, you go, okay, I, I was better than I was last year. I got most of the preseason snaps. I still think I'm a starting quarterback, so I feel like I can go somewhere else and, and get the job done. Now, with all of that said, the one thing that Cam uh, did not do, according to protocol and guidelines, was, of course, last week. And last week, we talked about this, Greg was the COVID situation and the quote-unquote misunderstanding going to cost Cam at the end of the day? How much do you think last week played a role into today's decision? Well, I think it opened the door for Mac. I mean, I, I don't know about Cam's vaccination status being like, all right, well, we can't afford to keep you around or, you know, we can't make you QB1 because we don't know if we're going to lose you. I don't think that was the case. I just think it... And I, I, to tell you the truth, Nick, I think that they would have come to this decision no matter what on the quarterback. Even if even if Cam was there all last week, I still think Mac would have gotten significant stats enough to prove um, his worth. So, I mean, to me, at the end of the day, I know a lot will be made out of it. I don't think it was a big factor in all this. I think it's a part of the story. I think it's a part of the story because when you're unvaccinated, as we know, the rules are different. You could lose time, and if you have a backup quarterback, if you have a rookie, and especially you've brought this up, Greg, the left knee, if it's the left knee, right? It's the left one? Yeah, left one. The left knee, if it is an issue, you want to make sure that your backup quarterback has some kind of stability and that you can depend on that guy to be there every single week. And if you slide Cam back to QB2, if he was willing to take that as a, as a job and say, okay, I'm, I'm willing to be demoted, I think eventually I'll be able to get out there, if he was willing to be QB2, well, now you have an unvaxxed QB2 and a rookie quarterback starting with a left knee that might be an issue, might be an issue. 
So in case he goes down, you don't have that dependability. You know, you're looking at Cam and you go, well, what happens in the worst case scenario that Mac has a left knee issue and he's got to miss a couple of weeks. And then we have a COVID situation with Cam and he's got to miss a couple of weeks. Now we've got Brian Hoyer coming in and he's got to be the guy for a couple of weeks. I do think, again, I don't think it's the end all be all. I do think it's a part of the conversation and I think it's a part of the equation. Now, as far as Mac goes, I think all of us looking at this, we say, well, he's a better fit offensively. Like, you know, and, and Greg, I looked at it and at first I said, well, I was, I was kind of, I was surprised. I was surprised that Cam was cut. You could have told me Cam would be QB two. I would have bought it last week. Telling me he'd be cut on cut day. I would have been surprised by that. But the more I think about it, the more I think of, okay, once you make that decision, A, you don't want somebody behind him with the name and the personality and the charisma and the locker room love like Cam Newton would have. You don't want that on your rookie quarterback. You know, you don't want him breathing on his neck, so to speak. Secondly, he's a better fit. And if you're going to make Mac the starting quarterback, doesn't it make more sense to take the square peg that try to fit in the round hole in Cam and say, hey, we're just moving on. We're going to have Mac as the guy. And now we have two quarterbacks in Hoyer and Stidham. Maybe they go out and get somebody else as well, like you said, because of Stidham's injury. But you've got a couple of guys behind Mac that fit that profile better than Cam does. Yeah, uh, I mean, interesting thoughts. And I'll give you mine as soon as I tell you about BetUS being Oh, back. yeah, baby. Listen up, sports bettors. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're back. It's football season. You know, we all got to get our bets in. Uh, I'm here to tell you about my favorite sports book, and that's BetUS. Football's back. The podcast is back in full effect, and it's time to get in on the action. I only endorse one sports book, and that's BetUS. Why, you ask? Because BetUS has been America's favorite sports book for over 25 years. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity, and you need to know that you're going to get paid. You need a sports book that offers everything, including live betting, MMA, golf, horses, esports, all kinds of crazy bets. Call today. At 1-800-79-BET-US, that's 1-800-79-BET-US, and they will walk you through setting up an account. Nobody in the industry gives bigger bonuses than BETUS. Join now, and you can get up to 200% in bonuses on your first deposit. Nobody beats that. I bet at BETUS, and so should you. Go now to BETUS.com, join BETUS.com today, and start betting with America's favorite sports book. So, yeah, I mean, I think the big thing with this whole thing, Nick, is just Look, from the get-go, and you and I have been talking about it. We talked about it before the draft. I loved Mac coming out in the draft for the Patriots. Yep. I, I said that the Mac Jones hype was real. Yep. First day of minicamp, I basically said he, his time is coming sooner rather than later. First day of training camp, uh, you know, I wrote that column about three snapshots with veteran reactions to that. I don't think – I know a lot is going to be said about this, and I even saw my guy Mike Lombardi talking about, like, well, you can't lie to the room. The room's going to know, you know, who – I don't think there would have been a big whole issue with Cam and Mac. I think that – I think that both – I think that all the players were confident in both players that they could win games. I do think that they, they think – and you, if you ask the receivers, they would have the same reaction as the Alabama receivers coming out in the draft when asked about Tua. I'll take Mac Jones every day because he puts the ball in the right spot, which he did repeatedly uh, the other night again uh, in the final preseason game against the Giants. I don't think there would have been a huge issue in the locker room. You know, look, 
you know, Belichick deserves credit, but you know, also not only if Matt, yeah, if Matt gets hurt, he he's going to be open to second guessing. Cause in my opinion, I, I know the styles don't mesh, but I'm not a big believer in that. I know people around the team aren't be a big believer in that. I've never heard that from anybody inside the Patriots talking about how, well, you know, two different styles of offense. I've never heard any of that talk. I think that, look, in my opinion, Cam Newton should have been QB number two. I mean, and it, he should have been. He's he's better than Brian Hoyer. Can Brian Hoyer get, get you through a game? Yes, yeah, sort of, kind of. You know, they we learned enough in the Chiefs game. I do think that they are – I think they, they were encouraged by Jared Stidham before his injury issue for whatever reason. I don't know. Maybe it was just OTAs and stuff like that, but – you know, maybe they can get him on short-term IR and get him back later in the season, or I, I don't know what his status is. But I think the Patriots, you know, do leave themselves open a little bit because I think if Mac Jones does get hurt and you need a quarterback for, say, a month, in my opinion, Cam Newton had the potential to to, to get you through those games better than Brian Hoyer or Jared Stidham. Is that going to happen? And remains to be seen. And, of course, again, we've got to remind people – we don't know how this conversation went. We don't know if this was a mutual agreement. We don't know if Belichick felt, well, if we keep Cam here and he's kind of lurking behind Mac, that's not really giving Mac the keys. It's kind of leaving things open. And I'd rather have Hoyer. And, yeah, we might take a hit for two or three weeks if, if Mac's out for whatever reason, especially with the knee. If that's the case, then we'll deal with it then. We'll, we'll run the football. We'll try to play defense as good as we can. Because I'd rather rough it through those two or three weeks than have Cam go out there, win two or three games, and now you've got a quarterback battle on your hands. And is it Mac? Is it Cam? And you're going through all of it all over again. If you want to start, you start clean with the rookie. And you say, you are no doubt the best quarterback on this roster. You are the guy that we believe in. We're going to ride with you. Last question about this before we move on to Stephon Gilmore for a couple of minutes. Uh, as far as joint practices and you kind of touched on this a little bit earlier but I want to dive deeper you know I, I was confused somewhat by Sunday you know Cam missed most of last week he still started with the ones Max still went out there with the twos there was some question about hey is this even a quarterback competition I, I was kind of looking at it going hey Bill's the guy that knows what's going on here uh, I, I could be confused but we'll see what he you know takes from the joint practices versus the preseason I think this is no doubt an indication that what you see in the preseason, especially nowadays, doesn't matter nearly as much as it meant five, six, seven, ten years ago, and that joint practices did mean a hell of a lot when it came to Mac versus Camp. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I think um, I think you're right. I think the the preseason games have been diminished, especially at the quarterback position. Um, Sort of like we talked about last week about how I was hearing from people on the Patriots, like don't read too much into it. Vanilla offense, vanilla defense, you know, this and that. Uh, I, I thought it was more telling. You know, Nick, if you were looking for – if you asked me what's one thing that sort of tipped this in the scales or at least gave you an inkling that this was possible, it was that outside of maybe one – one or two situations and one might have been at half speed. Mac Jones was given all the two minute situations in training camp, like all of them. I mean, yeah. even in the preseason games. And I, I, I think I saw Cam do it maybe twice and once was at half speed. And uh, I think that was significant and, and talked about the, 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 the learning curve that Mac Jones was on. 
All right, so Gilmore, he's on the pup. He misses at least six weeks. What are you hearing? What are you thinking? I thought this was I thought this was gonna happen. I I, I think he's still unless the Patriots are completely lying, and we talked about this. Um you know, Stefan Gilmore has to been declared throughout camp physically unable to do his job. That's what that's what the designation means. Um, I'm sure others will make some shenanigans out of it, saying that it's all the contract and you know this is to avoid fines. And it it could be, I don't know. But all I can do, I haven't heard anything else other than he has not yet proven that he's healthy, and they'll deal with this later. And and I don't mind this scenario i mean it, it if this is a contract thing then good for the patriots i'm glad they called stuff on gilmore's bluff and because like i said i wasn't going to give him a buffalo nickel unless he he got on the field improved himself i'm sure they gave him the opportunity if he was even healthy and i have my doubts about that if he was healthy i'm sure they gave him the option you come out prove us you know we'll do right by you and and maybe stefan said no and if this is what he wants to do and the Patriots get a half season out of him, I'm fine with that. Again, I think they need to go out and get more cornerback help. Yeah. Sean Wade is not going to be the answer, um, not anytime soon. And so I would, if I were them, I would be looking to deal, whether it's Winovich or whatever, Nikhil Harry, whoever, a combination, even high draft picks. I would be looking to go get a cornerback. And then you're in an even better scenario once Stefan Gilmore comes back, who has to come back and prove that he's still healthy because the last film that people have is him with a torn quad. He has to come back and play well to get paid after the season. And so you go get a cornerback. Then you get Stefan Gilmore back in week eight. Now all of a sudden you have four really good cornerbacks, and now you're set up even better. So I know everybody talked about how like Gilmore has the leverage. I'm fine with the Patriots' leverage in this situation. Of course, we see if J.C. Jackson is a legitimate number one corner without Stephon Gilmore out there. He's had a really good camp season and preseason, so hopefully he continues down that track. Uh, I would think that if they don't add anybody, this might mean Jalen Mills gets a number of snaps on the outside, which I hate. I do not think he is very good on the outside. I think that's a disaster waiting to happen. So hopefully they do pull the trigger on a deal, bring somebody else in. Uh, Sean Wade's going to need at least some some weeks to get used to things and of course there's always the slot versus the boundary cornerback conversation that we had uh, last week about Wade and that move so you know there's a lot to be answered still a lot of things happening I just wish there was more Patriots news today (laughs) (laughs) not enough is going on Uh, so Cam is cut Gilmore to the pup we'll see if trades happen we are recording this at five of noon so there could be a lot more that happens Winovich he might be dealt Harry might be dealt who knows Uh, But until then, everybody enjoy your time just kind of reading through everything because there's going to be a lot said over the next couple of days for sure about this decision. It's Greg Bedard's Patriots podcast with Nick Cattles brought to you by our friends at BetUS college football season happening now. That's right. And a lot of good games this weekend. So check out the lines at those uh, BetUS spots and uh, try to win some money. He's Greg. I'm Nick. We'll talk to you next time.